This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back, everyone. Mike Claiborne here filling in for Tom Ackerman. Let's get right to it. Standing by, he's with MLB.com. He's covered the car. For the last couple of years, always good to talk either baseball or basketball with John Denton. John, how are you? I'm doing great, Clay. Thanks, thanks for having me. Well, it's good to have you on board, sir. As I mentioned in, in the previous segment, it's kind of quiet on the Cardinal front, and obviously postseason play has a lot to do with that. And we don't see a lot of things that take place uh, before the World Series is over with. Mm. But what are some of the whispers you might be hearing? Well, Clayton, uh, you know, there, there's a burning desire within this organization to figure it out, to, to, you know, to make sure that last year was a one-off, that, you know, there, there, there have been meetings, there's lots of planning going on, there's a plan of attack, how they want to address this thing. Uh, you know, they're, they're also checking in on uh, injured players. Uh, there, there's three or four guys who had surgery, Alec Burleson, Dylan Carlson, those guys, but but mainly it's it's about planning for this off season because we all know this is one of the biggest off seasons and maybe you know the last ten or fifteen years the Cardinals know they have to get this right they they have to get this thing corrected they have to go out and get pitching so it is a big big off season and I think there's a burning desire within the organization to to turn this thing around. I couldn't agree with you more. This is probably the biggest off season we've had in at least 10 to 15 years. Uh, but with that said, you mentioned pitching. How do you get it? How do you fix pitching? Because when you look at the free agent market, there's a, there's a few guys that are intriguing. But I always ask the question, and, and I'll give you a good example. You know, I know Aaron Nola's a guy that everybody talks about. Mm-hmm. So if you're Aaron Nola, what, what makes St. Louis attractive to you when you're on a team that's already been to the World Series once and may go back again? And they've shown the ability to spend money. So, what do you? What's going to be the sizzle for the Cardinals when they go out and try and attract free agents, other than the extra year and the contract and just money completely? Yeah, you know, just because a guy's a free agent doesn't mean you can automatically sign him. I mean, you're going to be competing against others, and you're going to be competing against a Phillies team that's in no hurry to lose a guy that you know puts them in position to to to, to get to a World Series again. Uh, so it's, you know, it's not a slam dunk just because the guy's a free agent. And, you know, the Cardinals have to sell their culture, their, their winning history, uh, a chance to play with Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado, uh, a chance to play in front of a fan base that's going to be loyal to you, uh, things like that. But, you know, they're, they're going to have to overpay, Mike. It's, it's, it's as simple as that. You know, they, they've got to reevaluate their model for pitching that, you know, in the NBA, if you don't have a point guard, you don't matter. In the NFL, if you don't have a quarterback, you don't matter. In, in baseball, if you don't have pitching, you don't matter. They ha- they're they going to have to spend for pitching. 
They're going to have to spend dollars for free agents, and they're going to have to spend in terms of prospects in trades to get to get pitchers. It's, it's that simple. They're going to have to overspend in a, in a variety of ways to make sure they go in the next season with pitching. John Denton of MLB.com is our guest here on KMOX. And, John, you know, when we talk about pitching, everybody talks about starting pitching. Mm-hmm. I think you, you might want to focus on the bullpen. And, and I think <laughs> the best example I can use is as I look at these teams that are in postseason right now, the reason why they're there is because they have lights out bullpens that have been able to, to, to shore that gap between inning seven and nine, not inning five through nine, like we see mm-hmm. in some teams. You, you, you just can't have starters go out and give you five or the third. You, you have to go deeper, and but you have to have a bullpen to back them up. Yes, yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, Mike, for, for all that Dave Dombrowski has done in Philly, you know, adding Trey Turner and, and Schwarber and, and Bryce Harper and – guy after guy and making that lineup great. He went out and solidified that bullpen this year. I mean, the Phillies are where they are because they have a really deep and good bullpen. They have all kinds of guys uh, who can face different kind of hitters and different kind of situations. Uh, and the Cardinals, you know, a lot of the Cardinals' problems this year, I know there's been so much focus on starting pitching. Their bullpen was really down. And, you know, it, it, it's hard. Bullpens are, are, are so volatile from year to year. Just because you were great one year doesn't mean you're going to be great the next. Just because you're bad one year doesn't mean you're going to be bad the next. Uh, you know, the Cardinals only blew 16 saves two years ago, uh, you know, when they made the playoffs and lost to the Phillies. This past season, it was 30, uh, 32, I think, the blown saves, somewhere in that range. Uh, you know, so it just from year to year, it's very hard to tell. Uh, if a guy's going to be effective, if a guy's going to stay healthy. But, you know, as the Cardinals found out, like, there's there's nothing more backbreaking. How many times this year did they lead a game six innings, seven innings, and then, you know, uh, have, have, have it blown in the seventh or eighth inning? Like, like that just oh, kills yeah. the morale of a team. Hey, are you enjoying the postseason? Uh, I have to tell you, I have to tip my cap to Philadelphia. Uh, they went out and spent a ton of money on free agents, mm-hmm. and, and for the most part, it's worked. But then when you look around, you look at their roster, and you look at their starting eight, six of the eight guys were a former first-round draft choices, okay? Yeah. And they may have come from different organizations like Schwarber and Cassianos and uh, Bryce Harper and, and Trey Turner. Well, Trey Turner wasn't first-round. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah. But point being, six former first-round picks. So, you know, you throw in the ones that they have of their own at their, their second baseman and their third baseman that they developed within their own organization. Mm-hmm. They're doing something right over there other than just spending money. Yeah, yeah. It's, like I kind of mentioned it earlier, like I think Dave Dombrowski is a Hall of Famer. I think, you know, I mean, what he built the Marlins, he built the Red Sox, he built the Tigers. Now he's building a dynasty in Philly if they can – you know, win one this year, maybe. Uh, They've hit on everything. I mean, Arenola, I think, was maybe number seven overall pick. Uh, Wheeler was the guy who only had two kind of half-decent seasons with the Mets. They were wise to to go get him, you know, stole him out of of the division, which is so hard to do in this game. Uh, Like you said, they they hit on Stott. They hit on Bohm, two first-round picks. And then you supplement it with free agents. I mean, that's kind of the model these days is you got to hit on your picks and then you got to go supplement in, in areas where you don't, you know, maybe maybe you miss on a pick. You got to go supplement with a free agent. You know, I think they're giving a lot of baseball kind of a roadmap of how to, how to build a team is you got to hit on your picks and then where you're short, you go spend money in free agency. I mean, that's, that's probably a, 
a path that the Cardinals will look to, uh, you know, to follow this all season. Hey, I want to go back to the Cardinals for a second. One of the bigger items of conversation in St. Louis, he comes down to one word, Yachty. Uh, uh-huh. your, your thoughts on whether he will be part of this uh, staff, and I don't know what capacity, but, you know, obviously they're, they're, where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, yeah. Give me your thoughts on what that situation might look like. Well, anytime you could have a winner of Yachty's quality around, you know, you, you jump all over that. You know, John Moselak knows that. Everybody in St. Louis knows that, that any team that has Yachty or Molina on it is a better team because of it. You know, I think, Mike, it just comes down to commitment. You know, how much does Yachty want to do this? Does he want to do it 162 games a year? Does he want to do it 82? Does he want to just work in spring training? Uh, you know, I think it comes down to finding out, you know, where his his level of commitment to this is. Uh, you know, we all know he was pretty beat up pretty bad. That that last year was rough on him. His knee was killing him. Uh, you know, he, he'd done this so long. I think he needed a year away from baseball. And, you know, we all know, like, if you can have him in spring training for six weeks working with Wilson Contreras, Wilson Contreras will be a better catcher because of it. And, you know, I, I, I do really believe that Yachty will be back in some capacity. It's just right now it's 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 determining, you know, how much does he have the left to give? How much does he want to do this? Uh, I think he'll be a manager at some point. It's just he's got to kind of recharge the batteries, get away from it, and figure out how much he wants to pour back into this. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think you have to step away from this game for a little bit just to recharge the battery. Uh, so that's going to be something we'll pay attention to. And, and you you touch on something with regard to how much of a commitment because you're around these players and coaches every day and you see what time they get there. You see what time they leave. I mean, this is not the easiest job uh, being a coach, being a bench coach. It doesn't make a difference what your role is. It is Mm -hmm. very time consuming and it can wear you down if you don't watch out. And it'll be interesting to see what that commitment from Yachty might be if he's extended. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Mike, we all know that Yachty was part of that early morning crew in spring training. Like, you know, in those days in Jupiter, there were days where he was leaving at 930 because he had already been there since six in the morning. Uh, You know, he's a guy who likes to get his work in early, uh, gets his work in. So, you know, it's long days. It's early mornings. It's late nights. It's, uh, you know. A lot, of, a lot of my buddies tell me, oh, you got the greatest job in the world. And I said, yeah, but I get there at 2.30 <laughs> in the afternoon and I leave at midnight when there's nobody left. So, there you know, you that go. kind of blows people away. But players and coaches are the same way. There's a lot of 12, 14-hour days. There's a lot of days, a lot of nights when Mike Claiborne rolls in at 2.30 in the morning after a long road trip. Like, it's it, it, it's, a, it's a tough life. It's a grind. And, and you know, I, I think it did Yachty a lot of good to kind of stay away from it for a year. He did a really good job of you know, staying away from it and recharging his batteries. But I could totally see a scenario where he's, you know, revived from having a year off and ready to just dive back into this thing. All right, final question for John Denton of MLB.com for us. Two questions. One, give me a story that once the uh, postseason is over with, we might want to start paying closer attention to. And who do you like in the NBA this year? Give me the two finalists. <laughs> Um, let's see, a, a story we want to start paying attention to. I mean, it's, it's, it's pitching, Mike. I, I think, you know, where does Blake Snell end up? Does Nola leave? Do, you know, does Philly win? If Philly wins at all, maybe they let Nola leave. Uh, you know, it, it's all about those, those top starting pitchers. Uh, how much money does Sonny Gray get? Uh, you know, we, we all know Nola's, what, 31, Sonny Gray's 33. Can, can organizations commit four and five years to guys on the wrong side of 30? So, 
you know, I think I think pitching's going to dominate the off season. That's going to be the top storyline. Uh, as far as the NBA, um, let's see. You know, I'm I, I'm a big proponent of the Warriors. Uh, I, I really like the Warriors, but man, what the Suns have done is is impressive. Uh, you know, St. Louis may get to see Bradley Beal in the finals uh, this year, and I've told people for years, Bradley Beal. If Bradley Beal was on a great team, he would be considered a top ten player in the NBA. And I'm really excited to see Bradley Beal play on a good team that's trying to win. And I think the rest of the league's going to see how good he is. I'll, I'll take the Phoenix Suns right now. You know, I'm I'm kind of I lean towards the Warriors because I love Steve Kerr. I love Stephen Curry. They're about all the right things. But man, that that Suns team has put together a heck of a team. And yeah, you know, but they can't the guard Louis, anybody. Yeah, just they, for they, St. Louis, I hope I hope I get to see Bradley Beal and, and Kevin Durant and Devin Booker win the thing this year. Sounds like a plan. Hey, John, as always, it's good to visit with you. I'm sure we will cross paths, uh, if not before, certainly at the winter meetings. And uh, if anything breaks, folks, I always tell you, go check out John Denton at MLB.com. He'll have it for you. You're the best, Clay. Thanks so much. Thank you, sir. Take care. All right, that's John Denton of MLB.com. When we come back, let's find out what's going on over at St. Louis U. We'll have a chance to visit with the athletic director, Chris May. A lot of things happening, and we'll find out a lot more in detail when we come back on KMOX. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 